Hi, this is Dirk with Steward Leader. Welcome back to the greatest life ever experience. Today is our first story. And um, we're going to do it a little bit different today because uh, I'm going to kind of tell a little bit about the story that got me and us here. Um, a little bit of background is, well, I think this. I think that all of us are longing for something that is greater than ourselves. Um, I think that from the time we're children, I think that as that goes through our age, uh, we're changing ages and going into teenagers and into college, I think that there is a sense that, you know what, we are wired for better, for greater, for more compelling, for purposeful, for meaningful life. What happens in a lot of folks' lives, though, is that as that college age ends, um, we kind of settle. And it's no longer the greatest. It's, in fact, we kind of try to find ways where we just try to put some things in place that might even uh, make us just feel a little bit better. Uh, I'm guilty of all of that, right? Um, we can do those things to kind of anesthetize ourselves from what it really means to be human, what it really means to live the greatest life ever. And I, I, I kind of just bumped into this ministry of stewardship to leave kind of, the, kind of the negative stuff behind, but to go towards the stuff that really captured me. I would say this, that as my friend Daniel uh, in India would have said that he taught leaders, trained leaders, walked with them as they developed this model that um, they see everything through the stewardship lenses, okay? That's what they do in the part of India that he teaches and trains in. That's really what kind of happened to me. I was looking for a message to, to hook my life into, something that I could say, um, no matter what question it is, because uh, as I say over and over again, the quality of our questions defines the quality of our lives. I was asking questions, but I didn't have a set of lenses or I didn't have a um, really a driving narrative uh, that would really kind of put all the pieces together for me. I'm not saying that it has to be everyone's, but I think it is compelling. The other thing that I find uh, from Leonardo da Vinci is that he says that uh, in the simple things, that's where you find the genius. There's a, a powerful portion of scripture that I've learned, uh, and I mean that learned as I've trained uh, across the planet and here in the United States. It's um, a, a portion of teaching through the scriptures that Folks like Chuck Roost and Bob Wielinga and Eric Castile, um, folks like Josephat and Daniel and Vijay and Jose and Seal and Bishop Hannington, those folks and leaders around the planet taught me about this message. Um, and so it's pretty simple. And I think it's uh, compelling, but I also think it's uh, challenging and um, I think it's worth considering for me in my life. 
So the greatest life ever comes from a portion of scripture where Paul says, um, listen, talk to these people, command them, the folks that are rich to release uh, their need for money to define them, things to define them. We could also say other people, institutions, titles, all that kind of stuff, because all that stuff is fleeting. God gives us all these things for our enjoyment. And as he says that, he says this. So tell them, tell them not only to uh, release the connection from the stuff and the titles and all that kind of thing, but to put their hope and their trust in God. And then he says, tell them to be rich in good deeds. Tell them to be rich, to be wealthy, to have that be the currency of their lives, to live the adventure of service to others. And then the last thing that he says there is he says, and tell them to share with those who are in need. Tell them to look for, for ideas and pathways for generosity. So the greatest life ever has three principles. It is radical trust in God. And that sounds uh, easy. And uh, if you've ever tried to walk that journey, it is compelling and it is challenging. And it's worth every moment if you're willing to try to do that. Second, to live the adventure of service. To, to find ways to release the narcissism of our lives and our cultures and to say, how do I look into the needs and the concerns of others and work to meet those needs to make impact? And then the third thing is, is to share with those who are in need, to find ways to be creative, to look for ways to live out revolutionary generosity. So with those three principles, Paul says this, if you do that, here's what happens. You lay a firm foundation for the life to come. The time when God will bring healing and restoration. The time that the Bible says that there will be no more tears. There won't even be a need for lamps or lights because God's presence will fill everything. But Paul says that if you live out these three simple principles, you will build a firm foundation for even that life. And that's awesome. But he also then gives the right here, right now promise. That if we live out radical trust, adventurous service, and revolutionary generosity, then what we do is we find the life that is truly life. That phrase is what we believe, I believe, is the greatest life ever. And so uh, am I wildly imperfect in this? Oh, yeah. It's wildly imperfect. But in the imperfection, that's when we see the opportunities for a life that moves from, as Paul says, from glory to glory to glory. And so this message of stewardship has captured my soul. And this simple little two or three phrases in 1 Timothy chapter 6 has absolutely caught the attention of who I am, why I am, and it makes my soul stand on tiptoe. So uh, I want to live a life where I radically, completely, totally trust God. 
I want to live a life where um, I am looking at each day with the adventure of service in sights, in my sights. And then the last piece is that I want to live a life of revolutionary generosity. Um, I, I'm like everybody. My uh, I-centric, my me-centric, my mine-centric, uh, it's pretty devastating at times. But to live a life of generosity that is revolutionary, um, I think that's worth the effort. And I do hold on to the promises that Paul has said. I do look forward to the time, to the time when it's all changed. <laughs> and uh, sorry, um, and I want to live the life. It really is life right now. I want each moment to count for the greatest and the best things. So, uh, sorry, I got a little uh, teary-eyed here. Um, but that's what the story is going to be about. Hopefully, people are impassioned by the things that they believe in to live out the life that they believe God has called them to live. So thanks for being with us today. God bless you.